the highlight ace. Really, what he needs to do is leap up. All time, hit it slow. Takes a big high line drive down the line. You have entered our drive. Hi, hi. Hi, 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 podcast. What do you want? Sheldon Skimmons. Skimmons? You mean Simkis? Simkis. Oh, we're live. Even Gouvet. We're live? We are live. Jeez, that was pretty bad to welcome everybody in. <laughs> um, I should really just start watching your laptop as well. I've oh, got yeah. nothing over um, here. Yep. No worries. I'm going to pop it over. Oh. Uh oh. Oh, Winnie's, Winnie's ringing. We've got 20 seconds. <laughs> Lord, check out this setup. Did we nail it? Look how good we've got this. How did you do that? Oh, secret. <laughs> Can't tell you. <laughs> have to shoot you if we told you. Ready, um, <laughs> what are you eating? Hey, <laughs> we um just. Ooh, um, we just tuned into Erisera. You you want to? Commentate a little bit of a heat with us for a bit before we. Yeah, that's yeah. Cause all right, we'll go through this heat and then go into the high line. Yeah, high line will take two seconds. Yeah. I'll just speak a little bit more softly. I reckon I'm blowing people's socks off. No, you're right. Who we got in the next heat, Nico? Um, I can't see right now because the heats, they're not bringing up the next bit. <laughs> all right, we're off to a flyer. Oh, we got. Got semi-local boy, Connor O'Leary. Semi-local boy? Yeah. He's pretty local. I'll get an hour and a half away. Oh, yeah. It's the full Aussie thought with Ian Gabea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> aussie thought and then Ian. Plus yeah. the other guy. Oh, oh, he's got a pretty Aussie name for a Brazilian. Yeah, he, right. he does too. Fuck, my feed's just conked down. <laughs> <laughs> no, this ad, every time here... Are you getting this, listeners? On the FCS ad, it always fucks up. And by FCS ad, I mean just every time Julian's putting a leggy string in. Peasants. Are we live? Round three. Oh, we're on to round three. I've just been waiting for this ad to finish for... Fuck. God knows when. Jeez, is that stuff again? I don't know. We're on. Have you been to Aerosera, Winnie? Yeah, I surfed that tree. We, we didn't surf this spot, no. <clears throat> it's, uh, it's a pretty tricky wave. What do you think of it? It's like a wonky bells. Sick. <laughs> Fuck, sounds enticing. <laughs> I, I got a couple of good ones, but there's a lot of wonky between. This is, this is Koshosh, right? No, it's not. It's not the Koshosh no. wave. No. Because that's meant to be like bullshit good, that wave, right? Boneyard with a bit more curve. Yeah. Yeah, they got rid of that joint. Yeah, that was just a beachy. Yeah, right. This is a point. Yeah. Everyone was talking that place up when we were there, hey. Like, everyone was... I I think it's just the most crowded place around there. I don't know if it's the best. Like, we surf some good waves, but I think, yeah, for... There's definitely better waves around there. I think it's just the standard right-handed point. I, I think yeah. it's no different to what they're surfing now, Yeah, to be yeah. honest. Yep. Who got up in that last one? In the Port- last heat? Portuguese Prince? I don't know, but I'm going to say yes. 
Yeah. The Prince. <laughs> Maybe he lost. I don't know. Oh. There he is. Yeah, there he is. Prince. So, honestly, how do people do this for a job for fucking, like... What, just commentate? Just talk smoke the entire time? Yeah. So, that's why I prefer, um, like, cricket, because you... If you're a commentator, you can just oh, stop. Did they have oh, who we got? Down calves. Ian the Australian. Oh, he's connecting a lot of dots, pulling off. It is. It seems like there's such a difference out here between like what a good wave is and those fat ones that you can't get an end section turn in on. Yeah, I watched about five minutes last night and couldn't stand to watch it any longer. Mm. On the note of commentating the heat, you reckon they should just commentate it like horse racing? <laughs> That's what um, Andy's is that, up and running Was that Kaipo that was doing it? Yeah, he wouldn't take a breath Yeah <laughs> yeah. Can you give us an example, Nico? Uh, I, I will On the next wave? On the next wave, yeah Just it, it, like describing every little thing that happened Pretty much right now It's wide-angled shot of the entire lineup All three surfers paddling towards the horizon Some white, solid sets White being the furthest out Solid sets approaching Small amount of bump what, on the wave What's the time on your heat? 25-25. Yeah, right. I'm like 30 oh. seconds in front. Connor just got a decent one. Oh, here we go. Ah, don't spoil it. <laughs> <laughs> don't spoil he's, it. He's down on down carve. Oh, windscreen wiper. He loves a windscreen wiper. Oh, he, he's got some trunks on him. God. Here we go. Wow. There you go. That had some, some pace. Oh, that's some juice. And then it goes so fat. 50 euro notes flying out the back there. Money turn, yeah right. I wonder what, if that's what it's doing on all of them. So what what, what score are you calling that? I don't know. I, I got no scale. <laughs> I didn't watch the last day. Yeah, exactly. That's the first wave I've seen. Huh? Alright, let's score our own scale then. I'm giving that a five three. I'm giving it a flat flat five. I'm gonna go a little higher and go six point two three. Okay, six two three. We're all probably gonna be well off. <laughs> Here we go. Considering Gouveia's three. I think it's landed on my screen. You boys. Don't spoil it. Pretty much cool. I'm currently getting Stu Kennedy's age. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good score. He's 29 years old. Yeah. Stewie Kennedy. Oh. Still going, hey? Did you see him riding just his stock standard shortboard like yesterday when it was solid? Nah. Oh, man. It looked like such hard work. Yeah. Poor guy. Oh, he made but it he got through. through. Yeah. Nah, I just reckon he doesn't. It. He's doing a bit tough. Reckon? He fucking rips. Oh, Far out, he. Shrouds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> heard someone say shrouds the other day, and I was like, fuck. Forgot about that word. It was coxy. No, no, it was it was on the webcast here. Oh, yeah. Nah, right. Nah. <laughs> so the coxy wasn't commentating. Yeah. All right, what's that score when he yeah, was we, having got we, it? We got no score here. Five three three. Oh, oh, get in. <laughs> Fuck it. Point oh three off. I'd love to know what all five judges gave it. I've got Aussie Ian up and riding. Aussie Ian, walk looking, us through. Looking zappy. Oh, wait, see your hack. Ahead. He's well and ahead another of us. Big one. Don't Pulls touch it. This down is pretty money. Nope, no dice. Oh, here we go. All right, what's your time now? Twenty-two, twenty-five. Oh, okay, we're on. We're, we're on the same. Simpskins. Oh, good. Simpskins. Sim, Simpkiss. Mr. Simpson. It's not that hard a name to pronounce. <laughs> Mr. Simpson. No. 
Ooh. Ooh. It's got an end section. Oh, there you go. That's a pretty sweet little tag. That was weird. That that's the first way I've seen with an actual end section on it. But he looks further down the point. Beach. That was an inside runner. Yeah, it seemed like a small one. Went to town. Is he still got Oakley as a main sponsor? I don't think anyone's got Oakley, do they? Nah. Not as a like man. Yeah, he does. Yeah, good point. <laughs> good spotting. Wow. Got to be He's the got only guy left. Nose sticker and Weddy. Yeah. Oh, fuck that last time. Taking Tommy Witz's entire salary to get that wetsuit made up for him. <laughs> 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 What's the time over there? It's like late Arvo. Nah. No. Nah. Oh, wait, no. Early morning. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I was like, that sun's <laughs> like setting over the west. <laughs> That's bizarre. Yeah. World's changed axis. Yeah. Oh, Stewie. That equator will get you. We'll get a bit stark. Take us through this one, Nico. He's done a lot of connecting of the dots. Still connecting the dots. Oh, he connected it. Wrapping. He's done nothing special, that's for sure. Mm. It looks very flat out there, doesn't it? Jeez. That's about his fifth cut back. Fuck, he'll be struggling for a score here. <laughs> Give up on it. It's already dead. I'll go left. Shit. Where's this thing? Fuck, he's going to get a left out of this thing. He's gone That's left. That's sick. Finish it. Fuck. Give him points for trying. Oh, what, are you, what are you giving that, Nico? Three. <laughs> Winnie? Yeah. About the same. Too much pumping. I started deducting points. Had a had a decent out as well. He yeah, had some well, pace. There we go. Like, Missed that section. First shit, cut back in, so in the bank. Like those three turns were a three. Second cut back in. Well, that yeah, half turn. Half turn. <laughs> he gets the section here though. That yeah, was solid. Right. Maybe a bit that more. was the turn of the way. That'll, yeah. that'll push it into a four. And, and nothing then, from here counts. <laughs> nothing. From, he's just wasting time paddling he's back out. He's losing points at this stage. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that's a thing? Like with this sort of wave, yeah. right? If he pulled off after that money turn or one more cutback, you reckon he got he gets the same score as what he did for all this crap? The only time that level of pumping is acceptable oh. is um, Bruce Irons. Uh, Bruce or Andy trying to get to the inside at um, White Mare oh, when Eddie's on. That'd be Mr. Bruce Irons. Is it Bruce? Yeah. yeah. Just pumping so hard through that flat section just to get ruined on the shorey. <laughs> because you got to look at the wave on a hole and... There's that, that last quarter or more where it's all bumping and that just totally ruins the ride. Mm. If he kicked out after that big turn, you'd be like, okay, that's the whole ride and that was a crazy good finish. <laughs> he did he did a lot more for not much. Oh, here we go. Binzy. <laughs> Binzy's looking sharp. Look at that haircut. <laughs> Chris Saffer's getting the win. He's surfing good at the moment. Hey, did his heat like when it was solid? He was just going ham sanger on the big ones. Just two turns, but just going so hard. I didn't see it. I must. I think he might have had like one of the higher um, heat totals of the first or second round. God, it's good to see a few guys getting a bit of like bit of coverage sometimes. He, um, I love hearing his interviews because they'll like compliment him and you go, "Oh, thanks." Yeah. So (laughs) what I did, (laughs) and then after every question, he's like, "Oh, thank you." (laughs) He's so polite. Un- he's unnecessarily polite. Yeah, it's sick. Where is he from? I have no idea. Anyone know? East Coast, Australia? Mm. Who's he ride for? 
Dunno. Hey, he rides still along his boards. Yeah. You know that. Does he? You get no weird feedback from your headphones. That's yeah, nice. Yeah. Don't Makes like it sound it. high tech. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Sheldon Simkus. Six six seven. Yeah. Yeah, I'd give that a six six seven. Stewie four nine seven for that last one. We're getting the best feedback in our headphones, Winnie. It's unreal. Yeah, right. I just lost all sound a second ago. <laughs> we run a tight ship. Yeah. We're also making long... This is maybe how they should commentate the WSL. Mm. Just put, like, elevator music on when nothing's happening. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to totally. save that point for for our conversation later about the wave pool. Like I said in the wave... Oh, we can't talk about it yet, can we? No, nah, we'll save it. Yeah. Listeners will have to tune into the next episode. <laughs> we might as well talk yeah, about it while that. there's Honestly, dead sections in this heat. Imagine if they just had, like, Andy Irons's greatest sections like that mundaka section in between the waves at wave like surf ranch that'd be sick just getting to see him go ham sanger mm, elevator music i think is taking my top of the list i was talking to dill on the way here and his phone cut out like as i asked him the question but all i said what do you reckon they should do in that four minute gap and he said pool toys and then his phone cut out <laughs> <laughs> so i want to see like a six-man woggle race across the pool. <laughs> Three-legged woggle race. Yeah. Sheldon's sitting on a completely oh, different go. bank out there. That's what I thought. He seems to be... Yeah. Oh. Another big arc. Fuck. Oh, that was a miss. Hold your fire. Uh, no. <laughs> That's the best, best noise for it. Basically incomplete. Got one turn done, and it was that arc. Yeah, it's going to go into his top two, though. Yeah. Oh, come on, boy. 6-6-7. That, that little inside runner was wave of the heat so far. We've got Ian. I mean, Connor. That's a mix-up. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Oh, Ian O'Leary. Another one of them, and he's going to wave, wave of the heat. He's on, on his oh, way. That was oh, huge. Oh, All right. Shit. What do you call him, that, Eight, eight nine. Definitely in the excellent range. Yeah, it's got yeah. to be eight, five. Three solid connections. <laughs> I thought you were about to say 3.5. <laughs> oh, that that threw so, so much spray. I felt a bit of rain over here from that. Oh, how does that bottom turn it's into that thing? Yeah, that last oh, time was huge too. God. That's a good score. That's it. Yeah. I, I'm going to go and say heat winner, but... How nice is yeah. his bottom turn? Take us through it, Nico. <laughs> it just holds the rail for so long. Shit. Oh, it's already dropped. Bretto, you pretty much picked the eyes out of that score. Yes. What was that? 857. I, I said 85. Yeah, Nick, Nick was closer. Oh, Nico. I didn't hear that. Yeah, but there's a good spread there. 8, 7, and a 9. Yep. Everyone was on the money. Good job, guys. <laughs> Judging panel. Shout out WSL if you need a few extra judges. Fuck it. Do you reckon there's a worse job to do than just sit there all day and judge? Yeah. It's a combination of like, everything you don't want to do with surfing and then just have people yell at you when you get stuff wrong yeah <laughs> there's there's no there's, there's no benefits there's no yeah i i wonder what you're getting paid you'd have to get paid pretty well to want to do it i reckon what about strider's job being in the lineup and not being able to get waves <laughs> it's like it's like going to the snow and only being allowed to ski it was like you know, <laughs> Him at the surf ranch where he had to like be in his board shorts and wetsuits standing in the pool 
while there's no waves. Holding a surfboard. Holding it's like, a you're surf- never getting a wave strider. What are you doing? <laughs> I've never seen a bigger waste of time. Explain to me why... Why he was bothering holding that board? Well, you know, you know how usually, like when people are just like renting it, you've got somebody who's got like priority on the wave that take off on it out the back, and then you've got all those bottom feeders that sit down the line. I reckon yeah. he's hoping for that, but as soon as like someone falls off, and he's like, oh, "I could get this," and then Ray Mahana just pins him with the ski. <laughs> <laughs> so I reckon that's the only reason he's got his board. <laughs> what about it, Chopes? I watched a few highlights. Strider was in the firing line. Pretty much every time somebody kicked out, they were landing on him. <laughs> he was part of the action. Pretty much, just another obstacle. He's one of the pull toys that you can like grind and bounce off. Definitely grind Strider. <laughs> but don't you reckon they should just scatter some pull toys like somewhere along the line up there in the pool and just have stuff like just little features you can hit? Well, that'd be the one way to make it interesting. Make it like California games and just throw a whole bunch of obstacles in the water. Yeah. Turn it into surfing wipeout. Just like shoot things at them and throw <laughs> like woggles and stuff. Yeah. Just try and put them yes. off the whole time. Who, If that was the case, who do you reckon would take the event out if it was like an obstacle course over 600 yards where they've got just shit everywhere? I can tell you who won't win. Julian. <laughs> he, he needs no more distractions. <laughs> Who's winning that then? I got no idea. It's either going to be someone like real agile who can just dodge around it, or someone like the panda who can just plow through everything. I was going to say Gabby just terminating it. Yeah, I, that's no fun though. You got to make an alternative format where Gabby doesn't win because as long as they hold wave pool events, he's just going to Sean White it and win every single time. The panda just like a snow plow through yeah. all the obstacles. Stewie, oh, Stu Kennedy, couple of. Turns on this thing. There you go. There's there's his hack. Nice. Big front side. Finish him. Ease it up over that section. That was an alright one. Yeah. He should have pulled off after that. Now he'd look at it. He's he's going the inside section again. again. Hang on. This has got some juice. Oh. Oh. There we go. That had added half a point, wouldn't it? Might actually on that one. Oh, Aussie Ian. Well, that's not going to get you a score. Nice round, yeah. If Backhand I did, if I did that out, Bombo, I'd be stoked. Mate, you've, you've just watched Conor O'Leary oh. go top to bottom three solid oh. turns. Oh, he got ploughed by the white water. <laughs> you've just watched Conor go top to bottom on a solid one, three turns, and he scores an 8-5-7. You're not going this you inside. T- you take off an insider and do three roundhouse cutbacks on your backhand. You're so far out of the heat at that stage. You're fighting for, you're fighting for second place here. You got a few turns out the back. Yeah. No eight five seven. Eh? <laughs> I wonder how rare this those sets the, are though. The camera caught up to him. <laughs> I just I love this end section though. Oh. Whoop. It didn't seem like that much of a critical section, and he still got pretty ploughed. What? <laughs> What's your thoughts with end sections? Like they weigh in so heavily on a score like on the on the ct if you don't ride out of the end section turn you lose two or three points like do you reckon that's fair or you, if they do heaps of work out the back you reckon it should still be a big score even if they fall well what's what's your alternative like your alternative is you say everybody just go big on the end section if you make it you get an extra half a point 
or whatever. Like the, I don't think the points difference can make it worth it. You know? Yeah. Like that's kind of the only way to do it is if you are making like that you're better off deducting points really rather than like adding, adding points or, yeah. or then the gap gets too small where it's not worth the risk of like a not making it or you're just gonna hurt yourself because you're going big all the time almost like reverse judge it so you start at a 10 and work back towards a one possibly apparently that's the way you do it anyway but yeah i don't know what do you reckon winnie yeah, I, I think you got to hit it. If you're getting, yeah, I feel like they've kind of got it nailed where if you do enough out the back that you, you're going to get the score. Like if you do yeah. a big alley-oop or something out the back and then a hack, Yeah. if you fall on the next turn, I mean, you've done a lot of work already. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I reckon they've got it pretty, pretty dialed in at the moment, especially yeah, for... You know, sometimes they do go overboard and... You fall on the end section, you've done a lot of work and you get crueled. But it kind of yeah. depends on the comp and where it's at and what the waves are doing. Well, it wasn't too severe a penalty for falling on the end section at the ranch. Yeah, that was actually really interesting. The ranch is such a shit comp to measure anything against. Yeah, but then, I don't know, the, out of all the sports so far that I've thought about, the only the thing I can compare it closest to would be snowboard halfpipe. Is there anything else you guys can think yeah. that... Yeah. That it's close to? Nah, that's exactly it. And the thing with snowboard halfpipe is if you fall at all, there goes your score. Like, yeah. you basically, there's no point doing anything else because you're getting like a third of what your potential score would be. Yeah, but with snowboard halfpipe, it entices you to go huge, like from the start in a snowboard halfpipe, whereas yeah. that ranch wave should entice you to go should, huge. Should, but it doesn't let you go huge. That's where more like a Waco style thing would be better. So it mm. could actually allow guys to get massive. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Sheldon. His solid. timing's pretty funky. Yeah. Old Simkis. Do you think that was their, their vision of it from the start to have it so it was more a, um, yeah, Exhibition. like guys, yeah, well, guys going as hard as you can and putting together crazy runs like in half pipe or is that just not sustainable with surfing like there's too much pressure that goes through your body and i think you're working too hard that even if you're cruising by the end of that wave you're pretty beat i think the wave is too long yeah maybe if it was like a four or five turn wave instead of like a seven or eight turn wave yeah if yeah exactly even on that wave there seems like there's a bit of power on the wave but you've still got to create all of your own speed mm where snowboarding you're just flying down the mountain you don't have to create speed it's there for you you're wasting a lot of energy to create speed Stewie just claimed a six I, I, I saw did, he, did he give that a bit of the sleeve cutter then yeah he gave it a bit of fucking hell, that's he's sick. lost his sleeves after that yeah I'll go on Nick I reckon if the surf ranch was like a five turn wave with a ramp at the end yeah it'd be a lot more like snowboard half pipe because you wouldn't be having to generate that much speed. You know, you could maybe do one or two safe turns and then the last few turns can be a lot bigger and riskier. Yeah, I totally agree. That middle section in the Kelly Slater wave pool wave is so redundant. It's like yeah. Yeah. fat and slow. The guys are mistiming and like just waiting for that barrel section to come and get rid of that section. Yeah, yeah you need to take out 
all the barrel sections there. The barrel yeah. sections are good yeah. if you're if you're a customer and you're going to pay to surf the surf ranch, you want to get barreled. You'll probably just sit in the pocket the whole time and try and get barreled. Oh, hang on, we got Connor. Lip line float. Oh, That's solid. Oh, Harder for bottom. He's got back. a solid back in. Oh. And the third one. Oh. That's another great score. Is that, is that higher or lower than his previous one? Stewie's in the lead now. Lower. 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 7-5. Still excellent. Probably. Second best way yeah. of the heat. Easy. 7-5, I reckon. Yeah. Is Connor the new Oki? Those turns were massive. Cronulla connection. Yeah. <laughs> oh, loved it. Hey, back on that surf ranch, I reckon with the length of the wave, it almost goes double for the chicks. Like, the girls with that middle section, like you were talking about, Luke, it was like they didn't really do much with that middle section. They'd connect some really nice turns out the back, do nothing in the middle section, kind of just wait for it to barrel, get a tiny little pipsqueak barrel like everyone else, and then do a carve. Like, for the girls, if... It was a shorter wave with no barrels. I reckon it would be the best comp to watch for the chicks. Yeah, totally. I was going to say, it's it's hard. The The barrel just kind of convolutes it so much where it you get confused as to what you would rather be doing and what you would rather be seeing, I think. And that's where everyone gets a bit confused because you, you ask people about the wave or like what they thought of the event. And they're like, yeah, the waves are sick. And you're like, yeah, but they're always going to be sick. It's a wave pool. Yeah. And that's the thing I didn't get with the with the commentating was... 777 for Connor. There we go. Oh, that wasn't as good as Stewie's last one. That's odd. Um, with the commentating, how they would say, like, oh, look at this wave. It's They would say, like, this is such a perfect wave. Look at it, like, dredging out. And you're like, yeah, but they've all done that today. Like, <laughs> how did you not see this coming? Yeah, and, like, they get surprised when somebody comes out of the barrel on the right. It's like everybody's coming out yeah. of that barrel. Oh, there's there's not a single person on that tour that shouldn't be making a barrel out there. Yeah, exactly. That's why there's no point in having it because everyone should do it. Especially with it coming after an event like Chopes where we've just watched three or four days of barrels. Yeah. Like, barrels are the best things to get, but the worst things to watch. Yeah. From from a viewer, in my persp- in my opinion. Unless it's a heavy, heavy um, wave. Unless it's chopes yeah. or cloudy. Unless it's chopes or pipe or cloudy. Yeah. But, like, a wave pool barrel? Like, I'd rather mm. see someone have to go, be forced to go big at the end, like a Waco level ramp. Like, just force them into having to go huge. Like, we we're just talking about this with the scores um, and the end sections. Like, make them have to hit that end section and go hard and and decipher the scores that way you know make guys really go big yeah absolutely probably the only way that gabby could lose that event is if they put a huge ramp at the end and then guys like felipe and everyone else kind of has a little bit of a chance i don't know i think gabby still wins it by more (laughs) yeah maybe (laughs) in that case oh heat heat recap i reckon connor (laughs) is so much further ahead than what these scores suggest. Yeah, those those two um, scoring waves of his were two points better than Stewie's seven nine was nice. Not as nice as those three solid turns like that yeah, turn there. Yeah, there's no no bullshit in between Connor's turns. That so wave, much power. Just that read on the wave, like how he yeah. just holds on the wobbly section. Is this Stewie's seven nine? It must be, I reckon. That was a nice carve though. Uh, walk us through it like a commentator would, Nico. Wow. It was only a two-turner. Yeah. Oh, it was the claim that got him. Yeah, true. 
The old fucking fist to the sky. Two points there in the claim. Yeah, I don't know. I thought Connor's second one was a lot better than that 7 9 of Stewie. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Stewie's got a 7 1 7 too. Yeah. Interesting. For that one, he got to the beach. Yeah. Oh, I suppose, yeah. Second one, he got to the beach, sorry. He did do a last section turn. That gave him four points. <laughs> Connor's coming in. Boss. Even that throwaway turn was bigger <laughs> than anything basically Sheldon and Ian did in his eight. Gavea got schooled then. Yeah, what happened to Aussie Ian? Oh, there he is. <laughs> 20 seconds to go. What's he now? Oh, 1507 <laughs> combination. He's not getting that. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm glad that we, we predicted the winner of the wave pool. Yeah. I think most of the surfing world did. Stab didn't. Stab got it wrong and they were saying how easy it was to predict these things. Stab. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you guys reckon about that corrupt flip that he was doing? Winnie, you're a bit of an air guy. Do you reckon that's justified for such big numbers? Is it as hard as what as what they were geeing that up to be? Probably pretty hard to pull it down on that wave because it bends away from you. It was kind of steep as well. But how do you even compare it to Julian's varial? Yeah, that's such a hard comparison. Like the mm. varial's super technical, and again, it's on the same section, so you would think yeah. that Julian's would warrant a bigger score because it's a more difficult move, I would say. But I don't know if the judges can distinguish that. This is where we've come back to this point where I don't think the judges have quite deciphered something like Julian's where it's not as high or as lofty, but it's a lot more technical and and intricate compared to Gabby's, which is maybe a little bit easier in the sense of airs, but a lot bigger and like sort of wow factory in just the height he gets. That's, yeah. That's my kind of opinion on it. I think, I think that's it. You, you're right. You're on the track with the wow factor in airs. I think that's what scores a lot of the time. It doesn't have to, like we've seen, it doesn't have to be a technical air for it to get scores. And you even have seen that in the Red Bull airborne comps. It's more just, the fact that somebody's going big and and stomping it rather than doing more of these technical grabs or technical spins, even yeah. though they've got guys like Kersey who know the difference in charge of the tour, they still haven't quite got it. Yeah, like height equals points, not yeah, like technical equals points. Yeah, it should be both. Mm. Like Julian's massive straight air in last year's Freshwater Pro was skits and deserved a lot of points. Yeah, I agree with that too. It's always going to be complicated, I suppose. That's the problem with comparing it to snowboard halfpipe to surfing. Guys are snowboard halfpipe are always in massive air. Yeah. Whereas surfing heights are going to vary every single time, so it's really hard to compare each time. Well, it should. You would think though, especially being in the wave pool, they'd have they've got the same meter. sections, but they that should be a standard sort of, like if you want to call it a height that they can reach. Mm. I think that's kind of what you can compare it to. At least they've got the same sections to hit every time. So you, it gives you more of a chance to break down each air individually. Round three, heat nine, we're into. Beric de Vries, Alejo Munez, surfing for Brazil, not Argentina. That's odd. Um, Evan Geiselman and Luke Gordon. Have you heard of Luke Gordon before anybody? Uh, yeah, I think I've heard of him once. It's a good proper name, that. 
set your watch to his name. Double, Very double double first name. That's it. Look, sounds like sounds like the type of guy that could definitely do a big like two arms behind him hack. I'd back that. There's only one way to find out. We'll see. Is this him with priority? Yeah, this is him. I can oath. Bit of a lanky style. Yeah, I'm starting to pull back a little bit on my initial. Uh, yeah, he's no panda, that's for sure. Whoa. Yeah, a little, little bit soft there. A bit behind the wedge, though. Riding for Up Rusty. and over that one. Rusty? Nah, the curl. Who does he remind you of? He's real lanky. Oh, That was solid. It's like a skinny, young, nice. skinny, young Geordie Smith, I reckon. Yeah, that was it. A very that early, last turn was solid. A very early McFanning when he hadn't put any weight on. Ah, uh, rip curl, not Rusty. <laughs> Close with your R's. There you go. Well, I mean, there was a bit of power in that last turn. I get he's he's half. He's the Gordon part of Luke Gordon. <laughs> yeah. Who who do you reckon has the most power surfery name on tour at the moment? William Cardoso. <laughs> you reckon? I reckon Geordie Smith is still like he he's just here to do hacks and get down to business. That type of name. It's a very vanilla name, isn't it? <laughs> His family are family of butchers. I, I'd back it if it was Gordon Smith. Gordon Smith, yeah. I don't know. That last turn was solid. What are we giving that? Somewhere in the sixes? Yeah, mid Yeah, high six. It was a nice last turn though. Hey, the yeah. thing. Back on that surf ranch topic though. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta keep coming back. Well, you might as well fill in the, the dots here, isn't it? Well, I think we're just going for an all in one sort of watching a QS event whilst talking about Surf Ranch, which we'll go into talking about the ISA eventually. Yeah, I suppose it'll come So, go on, Nico. Oh, the score drops for Luke Gordon, 7-3-3. Ah, there we go. Solid. All in that last turn. Yeah, 100%. Thought they would have kept the scale down a little bit being the first wave of the heat, but I'm not mad. Who's your picks in this heat, Bretto? I'm calling Luke Gordon now. He's my new, he's my boy. Uh, but no, Beric DeVries doesn't lose a heat. So I'm calling Beric. He's really good. Yeah. I want Beric to win. I reckon he surfs really good. I saw him once live and I was very impressed. Yeah, see, I want Geiselman to win. I've seen him surf live and was impressed, but. I reckon the plucky Brazilian Argentinian will probably grab it. He is Argentina. He is from Argentina, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Did he used to surf for Argentina? Yeah, I think yeah. he still does. I don't know if they've. No. Uh, he did early in his career, but he surfed most of the time on the CT as a Brazilian. Okay. Should have should have switched back. I think he has a brother that surfs for Argentina. Is his brother's name Santiago? Could be. Actually, if he surfed for Argentina, he would have been in the ISA, right? Yeah, more than likely. I'll try and find him. You guys chat amongst yourselves. I didn't play that card. Yeah, I was, I was just thinking, if he surfed for Argentina, it was almost a sure way for the Olympics. Mm. That's weird. Santiago equals 16th surfing for Argentina. Yeah. Or it could be like a lot of those South American names where they all have the same last name and it gets very confusing. No, they're brothers. Yeah, okay. Well, Luke Gordon with that 7-3-3. Here goes Alejo, the man in question. Get it. Big hack. 
bit of a foam climb. Little hack, foam climb. Nice little cutty. Oh, zappy little closeout end, ender. Oh, Beric drawing out some lines. Oh, must hurt when you do that sort of thing, hey? Fly all the way over to Spain, butcher a, a really fat right. Portugal. Oh, <clears throat> Portugal. <laughs> <laughs> My mistake. And then have to fly all the way back home just stewing on all your little mistakes. It wouldn't be that far for Beric being South African, right? That's pretty uh, fucking pretty far. far. Yeah, I have no idea. It'd still be like eight or nine hours though, wouldn't it? It's no Australia to Europe flight. Oh, no, it's not. I know from, from England to um to Cape Town's like an eight or ten hour flight. I think it's ten hours. Yeah, well it's twenty four just to get to London from Australia, mm. isn't it? Oh my gosh. The replay of Alejo that first term was pretty solid. So Alejo's definitely he he would be in the Argentinian surf Argentinian surf team if he was surfing for him, and he's he's not in there. His brother is, so they've got Leonardo, Asuna, Santiago Minez, and um, another fellow called Martin Passeri. That was right. their team at the ISA. So Alejo, fully, fully Brazilian, which he might have been all along. I thought he used to be. Yeah, surfing for Argentina, but there we go. He's Nick, were you were you going to make a point about Argentina. surf um, ranch like ages ago? Oh yeah, I was. It was about the women's side of the draw of surf ranch. Um, I, I reckon that surf ranch really highlighted who the best women on the CT are and who aren't the best women on the CT. You, I, f- I felt like it did the same. With the men's, I've I told yeah, a lot right. of people my assessment right. of the comp was you only needed to watch four waves, and that was a left and a right from Gabby, and then a left and a right from Gabby. Anybody outside of the yeah. top six, just to see the gap in quality, because like, like the I wild know, cards looked the worst I've ever seen, or yeah. like they could not get more than a six if but they it, tried. Yeah, but you saw the same thing like last year, like with Parco. Parco was one of the most stylish surfers of all time, and it made him look like a local, like yeah. just regular surfer. Well, everybody thinks it's the perfect wave, but it looks really hard to ride. What you'd normally call bending out to sea, and then there's a lot of weird sections in between. Where you second guessing yourself, and it's fast. Yeah, like that high yeah. setting it's looks proper fast. I don't reckon I could go right out there at full speed. I'm not sure if I could get the speed on my back end to make all of the sections. I'd clip rails left, right, and center. Yeah, back end either on the left or the right looks really hard. Yeah, and that's what we were talking about at the start before this event. And how we're saying it's it's in the CT scenario. It's all about the left. It doesn't matter about the right. Beric, don't do calves. Get a section, son. Oh, Alejo dropped an eight. Yeah, yeah that, that was, was solid. That was wave. such a good wave. <laughs> all right, you should pull off now. Don't do it. <laughs> Just butchering. Oh man, that you boys have put the voodoo on Is him. Is that James Caddo? <laughs> So, yeah, I think that, that gap in, you call it probably a gap in talent, yeah, is, is so evident in, in the wave pool. 
that being said, like there's there are a lot of well, not a lot. There were like sort of two names in the men's and a couple in the women's. They one I can think of where um they made the finals or, or were well and truly up there in the points when you probably wouldn't have expected them. Like in the in the women's, like Joanne DeFay almost kind of looked like the the one to beat at at one stage. Oh, the whole time, I yeah. Like, and it just seemed like she had, she just had that place kind of unlocked. She just knew how to read the wave properly, I think. And I don't know if that's, I don't know if it, it shows that her skill is actually a lot better than what she usually surfs a heat, or if she can just read the wave better than what a lot of other people. Could. I think she looked like she was a very smart surfer, like could really read waves and, and translate that into a lineup. But I thought. Yeah, I agree. Her, the read of that wave that she was getting, she had some crazy big turns, made really good sections and, and made use of the actual wave. Mm. Oh, yeah, she was actually probably the best surprise packet of that whole event. Yeah, I mean, coming coming away with a second above, like, Carissa and Caroline is mm. is solid. Like, only getting beaten by Lakey, who was looking good out there and actually was one of the few girls to actually, uh, like, go for like a, a bit of progression compared to yeah threw a bit of risk in there and she is rewarded for it especially with the win um kind of all came down to her last wave too what was that pretty happy i called her as the winner in our preview yeah yeah uh, the other guy I, I reckon you were gonna say ace as the the men's yeah and i just reckon that went to show how good a technique that guy has like He's a suit and tie type of surfer. He doesn't go too much risk, but he can just put his board in the right spots at the right time and through mm. some water. He, that was the best I've seen him surf for a really long time. Who do you think underperformed then? Like I, I'm just like scrolling through now, and I'll I'll, I'll say who I can see in a minute. But Winnie, like, who do you reckon should have done better than what they did? I didn't even watch anything until the final, so. <laughs> And then there's no heat analyzer on the comp, which is ultra weird. Yeah, you, you can watch every single wave, but not, yeah, there's no specific analyzer. The the person I can pick out is Italo. Oh, uh, yeah. Finishing 10th. Well, I didn't get to see him surf, so can't tell you what he did or didn't do. <laughs> That's fair. And the biggest surprise for me was um, the panda. He's coming up, come up a couple times. In this potty missing out on the final by one place by he's pretty much in too by 0.07 yeah he missed out by Yago just pipped him on on his last wave my, my guy i thought was going to go a lot better was um kanoa i thought he's light whippy surfing good blah 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 like, i thought he was really going to be a force to reckon with like up there with felipe but just couldn't seem to get the the rhythm mm. can you get rhythm on four waves i don't know but couldn't find his feet properly. Couldn't get the rhythm on the wave, maybe. But yeah, he, yeah, he should have performed. He's so good in tight transitions. Yeah, yeah, disappointing result for him, I'd say. Mm. And talking of wild cards, what do we make of Mateus Hurdy, Nick? <laughs> He's fuck. I love the guy. I want him to do so well, but he just. You can't say that. Actually, he did alright at D bar, but yeah, that event he did not did not surf very good he just fell a lot of times he made a couple of mistakes and i suppose that's a wave that if you fall you've lost half your chances i kind of think 
being a wild card going into the Freshwater Pro is a bit of a joke because everybody else on tour has surfed the wave a bunch and then you're just a grommy and you're getting thrown out there and you get two practice waves before the comp apparently. That's it. And that wave is tricky as two a day. For three days. Oh, Alejo just blew up again. I agree. Yeah, Alejo is looking solid, man. Like that was that was so good. Yeah. He's looking smooth and super powerful. His timing's looking there. For how wobbly that wave can look, he seems to kind of connect with every section really well. How's this little grower though? Didn't look like yeah. much out here and then just thinner. That's solid. He might be taking the lead off my boy here. Oh. Two the same. That last turn, pretty heavy blast. Probably looks sharp. I wonder what... That was nice. What are you giving that one, Nico? I'm going to say mid-sevens. Mid-sevens? Evan. Reef drop everyone as well? Yep. yep. Except for Evan. Except for Evan. Well, it would appear that way right now, wouldn't it? Mm. <laughs> He's not looking great. No. <laughs> what about back to the ranch? Other than maybe Kanoa not doing as well, someone else that surfs similar that I reckon should have done a lot better is probably Kolohe. Yeah, totally. Or does that wave not suit him? I think if you throw someone in a world title, you can't say no waves don't suit him. Yeah. Like he, he wants to portray himself as a top three, five surfer or whatever. Mm. He, every wave's got to suit you. I, I agree. I reckon he should have been surfing way better than what he did out there. It's mm. almost like his local wave. Like he's pretty close to the wave he could have done a lot of time out there if he wanted to and he looked pretty piss weak compared to a lot of those top guys do you agree yeah 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 i'd agree like i think for for a few guys that didn't do as well is i reckon it's just the preparation not having the time that you really need on a wave like that 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 can kind of throw you off a little bit i mean you I have a bit of a theory, and I think that generally the smarter you are, the better you're going to go in this comp. <laughs> and I think that's why Ace did so well. He's just a smart guy that knows how to surf that wave properly where technically surfing's really good, and he's you can guarantee he's looked at that wave, picked out the strong points that are going to suit him, and kind of just used that as whatever he wanted to build on to to like just put two waves together like he's always going to put two high sevens together or, or eights um just to get you know a higher placing i think i was surprised that he kind of made the final but when i look back at it and think it kind of makes a bit of sense um i saw a clip of him surfing on like a 20 or like a little fish before the event started he used one of his practice waves to just cruise on a fish and he's ripping on it so i feel like the smarter you are the because I think it's it's a lot more of a simple equation than what a lot of guys think, which you, you looked at a lot of the young guys who were the wild cards and stuff who thought that, you know, I'm just going to go for it. And, like, probability-wise, you're just going to fall off more than more often than not. In hindsight, when I saw that clip that you're talking about with him on that twin fin, I should have put him in my team. Because, like, that's just confidence, isn't it? You only mm. get four practice ways or whatever, you're like, fuck it, I'm going to burn one with a 20. Yeah. And just have fun. Like, that's, that's absolute confidence, if you ask me. That's sick. Winnie. Sure. Way in, son. Yep. Either, conf- either confidence or, he, or he's pretty much 
ready to hang up the boots at the end of the year and not giving a fuck. Do you reckon he will? If he doesn't qualify, he will for sure. Yeah, he's not He's not going back on the QS. God, no. No, but I think he'll qualify. He'll go close with that result, won't he? Yeah. Finish sixth, which is what? Equal... <laughs> So this is this is my main main gripe with the event. It's the one event of the year where you can actually rank everybody one through thirty six, and they they like lumped people in these categories of you know equal ninth, equal sixteenth, like they usually would. And I reckon that is bullshit because, like, you look at say the seventeenth place points, the the guy who finished seventeenth is Connor. And then you look, there's like, there's such a big point spread between him and the next person down, like, or the last person in that group. It's so unfair that they get the same amount of points. And it's the one event of the year where you can just rank everybody from one through to the end, like the best to the worst surfer. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty harsh. Why didn't they, I wonder? I'm guessing just to keep it in line with all the other events and, and the points. But if a world title is going to come down to... Uh, I'm, this is where I wouldn't like it. If it, if a world title came down to whoever performed a little bit better out of the pool, you don't yeah. want you don't want the world title to, to be decided here. Although I think, you know, Gabby's going to win this event every time it's put on, so it's essentially gifting him a winner's amount of points every he's single time it's on. He's made a new room for Sir France trophies. Yeah, he's just got about ten spots in his trophy cabinet, all with Sir France penciled in on them. Yeah. If they keep going back there. Well, there was talk that this will be the last year that it is there. Really? If, yeah, yeah they're like just, just rumours. I have no idea what that'll come to. But if it were to run there year in, year out, first of all, would Gabby be just the Sean White every single time you rock up he's going to win? Yeah. Nick? Yeah. Okay. And second of all, if they do keep it running as an event, what do they need to do to change it? Make that damn wave shorter. What about format, though? It's all right. They need to rejig everything, wave and format. Format-wise, they could make it a little bit more head-to-head, I suppose. Like, I don't know. The format's a tough one because they only get 120 waves a day, so you're always going to have guys that can't surf that day. Um. I'd like to see him do individual points because I think that'd just be something, at least it's a point of difference. Every sort of place counts. Every sort of score sort of counts a little bit more mm. instead of a guy that's thinking, oh, well, I've got ninth, even though he's coming, you know, 12th. He's thinking, oh, I've got a ninth. No worries. Yeah. All good. Um, to me, that's what I would have liked to see a little bit more of. And also, like we were talking about a little bit earlier in the potty, but man, make that way five turns. Like surfers have got a short attention span. No one can concentrate for that long. I think the judging gets a little bit lost when there's nine turns in a wave and two barrels. I mm. think if they just made a five-turn wave with a massive ramp at the end, it would just be high intensity. They'd be able to get more waves out because it would be shorter. It just, yeah, add for better viewership. What about you boys? What would you change? Anything in particular? I'll go, I'll go last. Yeah, it needs to be like a heavy takeoff. And yeah, like you're saying, a lot shorter and have a ramp at the end, no barrel, maybe a barrel on right on the takeoff and that's it. And then a ramp. And I also reckon you could somehow make the plow thing that plows through the water to create the wave. I reckon you could make a double scoop shape on that. So you get two waves 
running behind each other and you can have two guys in the water and they can bring back a bit of jostling in for the first or the second wave depending on what one's going to be better jostling sounds interesting so 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 far we've created a <coughs> franken wave of Oki's left or oh, oh, sorry the slab at surf lake yeah the waco ranch and the slater perfection yeah sick absolutely <laughs> i think that just that just proves that wave pools aren't what everybody thought they were going to be because every all three of those waves that you just mentioned surf ranch um surf lakes and waco all all by themselves are so sick for a certain type of surfing but you can't combine them all into the one wave that's why i think i think the wave pool thing will be short-lived competitively i think it shouldn't be on tour and that's why i was going to say i'll go last because i think they should tweak it and nick and i talked about this um earlier is that they should the founders cup was great um and a lot of people were impressed with the isa comp because it added that country and and being immersed in you know supporting your country and your people and i think if if you have that founders cup sort of event format not only is it something that um is gonna you know branch out to more and more people because they can tune in and you know if you're from brazil you watch the brazilians and you can get behind them or you know if you're australian you're gonna watch the australians but just having i think that's just that element you need to add to it especially where the wave is i think the wave has its problems and it's always going to be hard to solve it i think that the format you can always change to make it more engaging because i think that's the the problem at the moment is there's the combination of the wave being so perfect that it's it's almost imperfect it's too perfect it is it is too perfect to for viewing it's perfect for surfing but not perfect for viewing and then you've got a weird format that isn't quite what the world tour is now and it's not quite the future of surfing so i think the way forward is to make it a a team's comp to get more people involved and branch out and kind of market surfing to more people that way i really enjoyed watching the founders cup when they had that on i actually think oh no leo just did a board it was a magic looking one too bugger yeah, the Founders Cup was sick. To me, when I watched that Founders Cup, I was excited the whole time, mainly because you just had country versus country, and for some reason you can really get behind. Um, you might hate one particular surfer, but you love Australia, so you, yeah. want to, you want Australia to win, so you sort of start to go for them, or you're interested in what they can actually do. Yeah. And, I mean, the WSL is trying to sell us this whole, you know, one world and everyone loves surfing and all this really happy daisy propaganda. But to be honest, like the general public don't give a shit about surfing. And if you want the general public to care about surfing, the easiest way to do it is make your country be involved. It's the only way the Olympics are so successful, like we were sort of saying. And I don't give a shit about javelin as a sport, but at the Olympics I'll watch it and I'll root for the Australian guy. Just going like, yeah, go team Australia. Yeah. And it's like that with all the sports. Yeah. Yeah, something that can just make you feel a, a bit more invested. And yeah. yeah. Whereas you might only, you know, sit down to watch... One throw the, of javelin. Yeah, that's it. But yeah. you find yourself flicking and finding more sports to watch. And I think if surfing's part of the Olympics, I think that's where they'll realise that, wait a minute, having all of the, the country involvement is, is kind of spreading it out because you've got everybody that can follow their country. 
that's where I think the ISA format was was great. Other than the thousand rounds of rapid charge, what a segue we've just made. Um, just having so many rounds of rapid charge was bullshit. But um, the the format not only just by having you know the countries and and rooting for the surfers in your country, but they had the Aloha Cup, which was the tag team event. Um, there were a couple pretty neat ways where they, I think they got a lot of things right with that. And you heard even Slater saying that he thought it was going to be boring and wasn't going to be very engaging, and he enjoyed it a lot more than what he thought. I think there's there's a massive credit in that, saying that even you know Kelly, who thought it was going to be pretty average, had had a good time. And yeah, as shit as the repercharge charge was, I didn't really love the whole twelve rounds of repercharge, charge, but um, it, it did make it exciting that you know everyone got a second chance and and we saw it with Slater how he was like oh I'm out I'm spewing yeah. I got knocked and they're like nah Slater you gotta surf the rapid charge final mate he's <laughs> yeah. like oh really oh sick I'm still in I can still yeah. win like that was super cool to me to watch and even watching guys <clears throat> like Slater getting super inspired and involved with you know running across the sand in the shallow sandbank trying to win the cup and not make it in like that that stuff just inspires people and gets them really interested yeah and you also again with that isa country versus country but you also had like absolute no names come up against guys like kelly slater yeah and that was pretty cool to see in that's my awesome. perspective like yeah they might have got smoked but they had a chance at beating the world champ or the 12 time world champ yeah 12, eh? can we we'll come back to this in a sec but watching alejo struggle on the rocks end was classic and not o- not only that. Oh man, I was just laughing the whole time you guys were talking. <laughs> Did his backup board that Miggy was carrying have like proper duct tape on the rails? Did you guys see that? I didn't notice that. <laughs> he had like a full farmer's fix job, just duct tape on the rails. That was so sick. It was very agricultural. Um, so yeah, getting back to the ISA. Um, that's why. Yeah, I th- I think that's an awesome. I suppose. I reckon you could combine those two events and have something pretty engaging and pretty sick. What do you reckon, Luke? Mm. Yeah, 100%. The pool definitely suits a team Olympic format more than it does a world title format. Mm. going to be hard to get waves in a bunch of different countries wherever the Olympics land in the next few Olympic cycles. The wave pool is going to have to come into it somewhere. The interesting thing with... Uh the ISA is it's probably the first time the the greater surfing communities really paid much attention to the ISA World Games with, with this Olympic qualifying sort of. And, and I'll be the first one to admit, I thought the ISA was a total load of shit. I just yeah. didn't care for the games, didn't care for the organisation. And, and now I'm looking at, after watching a few heats and how it all works, I'm a bit of a convert to some of their practices and I, I really think both of the organizations now have sort of like a place and they've both got merits and issues and i think if we could sort of start to talk about a hybrid of those two we'd be getting somewhere yeah uh, the isa has kind of always been viewed as like the it's wsls tier. or asps like communist younger brother and it's I a second that, tier like event. the the thing that i kind of feel for i know a few guys that have actually surfed in the isa world games the last you know five or six years and now that it is on the main stage with the olympics they're just pushed aside and they're like yeah we 
we don't need you at these games anymore. There's guys that actually matter. I reckon that's a pretty brutal way of doing it. And I think we'll come to this after the first Olympics. I think the first Olympics will include the world's best surfers. But I think from that point onwards, it'll just be more of your amateurs like a lot of other sports are. That's the way I see it. Well, Olympics has always been an amateur sport. That was always the, you know, the place for an amateur athlete. And I think I agree. It sort of annoys you when all the best athletes are in the Olympics, but also... It's pretty sick to watch. If you want to get a sport as an exhibition sport and for it to hang around in the Olympics, we're definitely going to need those top five guys in the world surfing in it. Yeah, definitely. You saw it with uh, with golf uh, in the last Olympics. That was the first time that had been included for a very long amount of time. And they had some of the best golfers in the world play in that, but there were a lot of them that were missing. And there was this weird thing where, you know how a lot of Olympic athletes will get the rings tattooed on them and they'll, you know, claim that they're like a gold medalist or whatever. There's a weird combination of like guys that are like that and then the guys that didn't go just being like, yeah, well, it's just the Olympics. Like as as a golfer, you can show up to any event and win hundreds of thousands of dollars per week. Like what's the point in going to the Olympics? I think... The, the amount that surfers get paid at the moment isn't enough to kind of sway them away from the Olympics. But until... I think the, the whole structure of surfing in general, which seems to be undergoing a bit of a change, what we haven't talked about since our last potty is the, uh, the, the, the QS, the Challenger Series, which they're having their, what I would put as the equivalent to tennis or golf majors in the QS... Um, and I think they might be using this as a bit of a trial to go towards the world tour. And I like it. I really like it. Can you sound. explain what it is? So they've got they've got like your, your normal QS series and then much like they've got the primes now, they've got the challenger series, which is eight events all up, I think, split between men's and women's. So I think there's like five men's and five women's, but all, there's some that men do and some that women do that aren't the same. And they've picked out locations that generally have a bit better waves. Basically, the comps are just weighted more, so you you get more points, and I'm hoping more money as well if you if you do well or win them. Um, kind of like a prime is now, but really just having those select couple of events that are you know targeted as being those majors. So, is this for dudes on the QS or guys outside of the QS? to get invited to or something no dude's on the qs it's just a, a new branch of the wqs now it basically makes the primes more important than what they are now yeah and and if you win a prime or two you know a challenger series or two sorry it, it really means something it, it's kind of got a lot more weight than what you know a guy that wins five lower level tier comps can get on the q or get onto the ct whereas now you know it's going to be harder for that guy to win a bunch of one and a half thousand comps and use them as keepers. You're going to really need these big results to get onto the tour. Right. Is this the first you've you've heard of it, Luke? Yeah, basically. What do you think? What are your first thoughts? We've got a live reaction here. So it's basically just QS 10,000s rebranded with a new name. Basically, and they are actually worth more points than what the 10,000s were. And is there going to be 10,000s? Uh, I believe so. 
Either that or they're cutting the 10,000s out and having a bigger gap between the 6,000s and the Challenger series. Yeah, I think there'll be 7,000 points now between a 6 and a Challenger. Right, you're right. Where did you guys get the info on this little number? We've got some enthusiasm over here. I love it. I reckon it's a great idea. And I reckon, like I said when I brought it up, I hope this is a bit of a trial to see if it'll work for the tour because it's something we've chatted about in the past. I think the tour would 100% benefit from having like a four to five majors per year which are you top of the line like basically taking the wct away and just merging everything into one and having five or you know four or five events as your majors and having just a continuous rollover of world rankings so it's not like you win a world title at the end of the year you basically are number one in the world and then each individual event obviously i think it's going to come down to money because for it to be financially sustainable more money is going to have to be offered for those events but i think it's a better way of structuring everything they tried going down this path and that's when bobby lost his shit about the dumb tennis wannabe tour i was about to say i hope bobby doesn't know your address mate he's gonna be knocking on your door oh it's fine bobby doesn't surf on the tour anymore (laughs) he ran away from it because he didn't like it but for 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 the purpose of the WSL, which what they want to do at the moment, and they've always said they wanted to do, is expand. I yeah. think it's the the way forward for them. This is a way better idea than when they had a mid year cutoff. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> miles better. better. Yeah. Let's just think of the really bad decisions they've made, and then this I reckon is a is a really positive step in the right direction. Yeah, um, whether it pays off in this, you know, year or couple of years, he should not be in a ten thousand. Um, unless unless they really get some good reactions, but I think it's the start of a step in the right direction for the WSL of creating a bit more drama and decluttering the current system. Like mm. I think there's a lot of clutter, like a lot of guys on tour, a lot of events, not much hype on any particular event yeah. except for pipe. I mean, they try and g it up, but like we're talking broad market here. No one really knows the difference between say J Bay and Karamas, except they're in a different country. They don't understand mm. the differences between a point break and a skate park. Um, and I think if they can create some Grand Slam sort of drama, they can get bigger sponsors and more money sort of sitting behind them. Yeah. Uh, here's a, an idea I want to run by you guys. And I know it's not going to work because there's not enough money in surfing, but um, taking it back to like the wave pool event, if you were to have. Uh, a system like that running rather than surfing for your countries surfing for a brand or a company where you've got like the rip curl team and kind of like in say formula one where you've got like the constructors championship you've got like the the like the brand championship but that way i think it would be it adds another element of like surfers going between brands and i think that's a way to push more money into it from like for the surfers because obviously the better surfers can demand more. I just don't think there's enough money in the industry at all. But I think that would make it pretty interesting. Yeah. It'd be real similar to Formula One where you have three brands that dominate and then you have a bunch of little brands just hanging on by a thread and they've just got the average guys. We're seeing this already in Formula One where they're trying to do reverse grid. I think that would happen in surfing where people lose interest with a predictable winner and Mm. that's where like almost like 
with the surf ranch this year, like the whole world was just going, yeah, Gabby's going to win it. So there was, there was barely any excitement because you're like, yeah, he's going to win anyway. There's no point watching it. And I think if you made it like with a f- sort of going for one of those three big brands, they've got heaps and heaps of money. It just means they're going to buy up the best surfers and not let them leave. And they always win. And and those little guys that are already sort of struggling will probably, there'll be an even greater sort of gap between, you know, we're already seeing guys on the CT without a sponsor and I think that they'd disappear completely. So that would be something that might make it even harder to break through. It could do. I don't know. I, I haven't thought of the economics of it. <laughs> just trying to mix things up a bit yeah while we're throwing some ideas out there i still think surfing for your country is a better idea but it's a different way of thinking about it and driving driving it more commercially for the industry and the brands in it yeah 100 percent. more country focused you get some weird patriotism going on fine for the olympics every four years but i want to see some more american style cookouts out of the back of a car boot (laughs) at bells this year i'm all about that yeah absolutely who've we got in this heat Alex Ribeiro. Yaga. Yaga. Is Alex qualified for next year? Yeah, I think he did, actually. Didn't he get that with that 6,000 in the Azores? He got a third. Might have qualified him, I think. Ah, uh, yeah, he's up there. I think he's yeah sitting around third. So I, th- I think for the sake of um, entertainment, I think the QS is pretty much like well and truly overlooked for for value especially in rankings and having non-predictable outcomes because i think there's such a spread and you pretty much every event anyone can win it Mm. and when you have a look at basically who's moving around the rankings and and where everyone's going i reckon it's a lot more exciting than ct well we see that all the time you always see in a liam o'brien at huntington this year i mean jaddy andre coming out and just blitzing the field the first half of the year guys that you've never heard of or you might have heard of 10 years ago just dominating younger kids mm. <laughs> like pantsing them yeah so Alex Ribeiro is sitting in third with 18,930 points yeah. Miggy Poopo has jumped above him Miggy Poopo qualified sorry he's qualified so we're third. we're going to be seeing seeing him back it's real good which is I'm, good I'm a fan of Miggy I think he's one of the one of the original Brazilians because like, he, when he dropped off, he kind of really disappeared there for a while, hey? Yeah, totally. Lost his sponsor. Yeah. Mm. Who else is up there? Matty Banting still hanging in. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong, but this is an important Stewie. event for Stewie and stuff, isn't it? Connor O'Leary. Connor's sitting 13th, two spots out of qualifying. So, well, the qualifying yeah, spots. There's three Aussies sitting 13, 13, and 15, and that's Freestone, O'Leary, and Jack Robbo. But I'm I'm pretty happy with um, number twelve sitting above the cut line, Mr. Carlos Munez. Oh, how sick would it be for him to be? I don't think he's got enough points now to be in a commanding position <laughs> at any stage. I don't know how he's going to go in Hawaii, but at least he's in the mix. He surfs good in Hawaii. Does he? Yeah, I was surprised last year I watched him. Nice. And you got the Portuguese prince up in tenth. He's like as as a reserve for the tour. You pretty much surf full time anyway. But it'd be nice to solidify your position. And other than that, like the top, the top five, there's three Brazilians, and then you've got David Silva and Yago Dora who are already on tour below them. But just adding to the the number of Brazilians on tour, it's gonna be pretty 
gnarly in a couple of years. It was interesting to see, sorry, with, yeah, shit, there's some Brazilians, but um, Baron Mamiya yeah. at the wave pool. It was interesting to see him surfing in a CT and how he sort of performed because he's in a quite a good spot right now. Mm. Um, and it would be... He, he, he melted. He, but he, he rips, but melted in the pool. <laughs> he was like vanilla ice cream. Yeah. Well, I had him down in my fantasy team. And again, I didn't get to watch those early, early rounds, but I thought he would have done pretty well. If you had hair, you would have pulled it out. He did you did you actually see how he went? So he he was basically just saving everything for the end section and then trying to do these punts into the flats, which you can't do out there. <laughs> it's just not not the section for it. So he's getting flogged on every end section. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, at least he was going big. Yeah, definitely. I reckon the most exciting couple of waves that I saw at the pool was after Philly kind of hurt his back and then was just drawing the most experimental lines he possibly could. It was so sick. So sick. The, the layback. Layback barrel. That that needed to come back. That was so steezy. That was so sick to watch. And where he did a um like a backhand air on the left, landed, and then went into a pop shove it and road switch into the barrel that was psycho that's exactly what you want to see on that wave because it's such a predictable wave you want to see people draw different lines yeah I don't no think we no arguments enough. over here yeah i don't think we saw enough of that <laughs> yeah again that's that's another fault of not being able to get enough waves where guys can't afford to just have fun they've got to be like you know buttering their bread and putting their potatoes on their plate so when when Philippe got his very last wave. I, I was working and I was, um, I I looked up as he took off on his last wave and I noticed that he was like the last guy to, or the second last guy to surf. Or was he the last? Second last, I think. Second last, and it said like he needed like an eight nine to beat Gabby, and I was like, oh, this will be sick. He's gonna go for it because I didn't know he got hurt, and then I see him take off and just go super slow across the wave. I'm like, nah, he's giving him the comp. <laughs> I was like. What's he doing? <laughs> and then I just saw him cruising the whole wave and I was like, all right, oh. And then I didn't have the commentary on too because I was at work. And then he, I just saw him do nothing and I was like, I don't know what's going on here. So I didn't know until like they interviewed him that he was actually injured. Yeah. Is he, is he going to be all right for France? I think so. I think he was lucky. He was lucky to surf that event. Didn't he do it in ISA? Yeah, I think he did it in Japan and then he pulled out and went and tried to get a bit of recovery time. We we didn't even mention for the ISA that Idlo took the win, not only took the win, but almost didn't make it to the event. How sick was his week? Oh, yeah, it was such a good week for him. First round, rocking up late, running out in a pair of jean shorts. Alex Ribeiro is on a sick one right now. Oh, he just tore it to pieces. That last turn was huge. That's a nine. He did five massive turns. Oh, he's still going. Yeah, he's getting a nine or something for this. This is excellent, sir. This is the best wave I've seen today. That's the wave of the day for sure. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a bit confused too. (laughs) I'd claim it. Um, Yeah, Italo rocking up late, like 
with nine minutes left in his heat, running out in a pair of jean shorts on Philippe's board and still, still making it through the heat. Imagine if you're the guy in that heat, what do you do when Idlo rocks out in jean shorts with someone else's board? You know it's all over. Who ins- owns a pair of jean shorts anyway? You'd be insulted, wouldn't you? The best was like the whole backstory how he left his boards at the airport because he didn't have time to collect them. <laughs> and just, but, but then you, I, I sort of took a step back and I thought, you know what? Who else but Idlo would do that sort of shit? Like, if that was Gabby, Philippe, or anyone there was saying, yep, not making my head, not even going to leave the country. And Philippe would be the same. Like, And then you just see Idlo on about a million coffees just jumping up and down on the beach and then destroying his opponents in like 10 minutes flat Yeah, on a board he's never seen before. And how sick was that airy, that, that punny stomped in the final? I wouldn't say stomped, but... Yeah, accidental make. Accidental make. That was so sick. I, I'm happy every time Italo wins an event, hey? He's your feel-good surfer, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, he's, he's the best. He's such a good character for the sport yeah he he's like the the character the sport really needed yeah absolutely. someone who can just be a full frother in himself like he'll be doing a post-edit interview and he just is himself he's like that sort of annoys me sometimes with clohe he clohe's just reading off a script almost whereas Italo's just thanking nearly everyone that walks past him on the beach for turning up like spends five hours shaking hands for everyone on the beach he's just that good a bloke far out that wave of riberos was psycho what did he get for that 983 983 that's that's deserving yeah that is better than any wave i saw at surf ranch (laughs) that's the thing like like that when i think about i would rather watch that wave that alex ribero i never thought i'd say this (laughs) i'm like i'd rather watch that wave that alex ribero just got over any of the waves i saw at surf ranch like, even, like, the waves that Kelly, like, the greatest of all time is on at Surf Ranch, the most perfect wave you can think of, and I enjoyed watching Alex Ribeiro's wave then more. In a fat, wonky, weird, wannabe Bells wave. Yeah. it's <laughs> exactly what it is. But just link the sickest turns together. I think that's just... Because you don't have that... Predictability. Yeah, yeah. it's that unpredictability yeah. and that, that part luck, I think that you have in the ocean which makes it more special when you do get a good wave and it makes you yeah. remember it more like i wonder if you did go and surf surf ranch like obviously you're going to be getting the sickest waves of your life but i wonder if you would remember them for as long as you remember your actual best ocean wave of your life probably not <laughs> i don't I, think I, so it'd be shit though because it's skewed because it's the pool but I don't think if I got barreled from the top of Surf Ranch to the bottom, I don't think I'd be as stoked as if I'd made some mutant crazy one in the ocean. Yeah. Because that's what you went there for, isn't it? Like, you go there, you know you're going to get the longest barrier of your life, whereas, I mean, you can get a really good one out of Beachy on a shitty day and well, that's, call yeah. it the best way of your life just because it's made your day. I don't think anything beats just surfing yet. Your average beachy, like just the local that's usually shit, like for like South Bombo or Bombo, like, yeah. and when you get a good wave out Bombo, and you're like, what the hell was that? Like, yeah. it just came out of nowhere. It's it's even when you go to Indo, like <clears throat> you get good waves in Indo, but even I think there's some waves I've had at home where I, I find more memorable because 
I think part of it is just you're like, wow, there's waves like this here. Yeah, that one wave a year that you get at home and you just think, oh, I was like I was surfing Indo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's totally the unpredictability, especially from a viewing point where the surf ranch, you know exactly what the wave is going to do and the two different options that that surf is going to draw on for those different sections. It's boring. You know exactly what they're going to do. In the ocean, like watching this wave of Miguel Tudela, I have no idea what he's going to do in this next section or what the wave's going to do. Mm. Oh, there you go. Now they've got the rankings up. Where was that? Five minutes ago. <laughs> but the, you know what the funny thing is, though? Every single event before the surf ranch, everyone wanted the predictable, and then it happened, and now everyone's like, nah, fuck that. I don't want any predictability. I want the old ocean back. Like, I, I listened to three or four post-wave interviews out the surf ranch, and three or four of them all complained about the conditions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the wave it was uh, it was a bit onshore. Uh, it's just one, one section caught me by surprise. Thinking, mate, it does the same thing every single time. How can you get caught out yeah. by it? You knew it. It was onshore before you paddled out. Yeah, like you you got an offshore right. What did you think was going to happen on the left? Like, <laughs> fucking hell! But the the wind barely affects it, except for the barrel. Maybe the concrete bottom really does all the hard work. <laughs> Doing the heavy lifting. Yeah. Yeah. Like you boys were saying, I'd way rather get barreled on a two foot wonky shory at South Bombo than that wave pool barrel. If if I had unlimited access to the wave pool barrel. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think if I went and paid for the wave pool, I'd be a bit more stoked on it. But like these boys obviously can get unlimited access at the moment. So I was talking to someone yesterday about the wave pool and they said that they have currently have the opportunity to surf it in the next few months and for four hours of surfing and in a group of 12 people, I think, or maybe less. I don't remember, but it was two and a half grand US per person. Per person. How many waves was it? Sorry. Well, you, you're there for four hours and sharing it with, I think, I think it was, it might've been 12 people, maybe less though. So, so wait, that's 10 waves each maybe or something. That's a half day. So it mm. might be 60 waves come through four hours. Yep. Yeah. I, I reckon I'd almost think about doing it just as a one-off. Yeah. If, I mean, if you were making really good money, like I don't have two and a half grand for it, but <laughs> if I had the money to do it, I reckon I would be pretty jeed up to do like a half day at Surf Ranch as a one-off. I'd but, rather go to Waco. Yeah, I'd yeah. rather go. But, you know, if you had that opportunity, I'd be pretty keen to surf the Surf Ranch. But I think if I did that four and a half hour section, surf session, I wouldn't be that keen to go back to the Surf Ranch. I'd be like, ah, I've been there and done that. Yeah. Whereas I feel like Waco is somewhere where you'd be like, yeah, I'm keen to go back to Waco again. Yeah, I'd be happy to go and get a bunch of waves again i suppose it's down to how much it'd cost you waco could be just as expensive and in which case you probably wouldn't pay the same amount yeah Damn i don't money. think it is nah it's i think it's like no. a 50 dollar an hour type setup surely not surely nah. it's more than that 
I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure it's like a similar or maybe a bit more than $50 an hour, but you know what I mean, like an hourly rate of... And I think that kind of speaks to how the economics of a wave pool just doesn't suit surfing. Yeah. Like if you're paying that much to surf the surf ranch, I think at the end of the day, it's not sustainable. And the surf ranch is the only thing that's making the WSL money at the moment. Mm. So I think saying it's not sustainable isn't the right way to say it, but there are for for him to be commercially viable it's always been a problem making it worth it and i think the surf ranch just for the sake that it is the only one and i think just because they have those big corporate groups where you see you know just these corporate dudes who can hardly surf and stand up in a wave surfing the wave what looks like the wave of your dreams is a bizarre thing to look at but it makes some money maybe surf ranch is the ultimate event to be pre-recorded and then just condensed Mm, yep. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> We'd be complaining that we didn't get to watch it live. I'd complain about it, but I'd complain about that. But I also complain about having to wait four ways for him to make another wave. Yeah, uh, you're not going to win Surf Ranch, but maybe that I'd complain less about that. Fucking Ribeiro is just that was shit. But God, he's <laughs> destroying this heat. He's on the best waves for sure. Yeah. I think this heat was always going to turn out like this. What do we got? Three and a half minutes left. Yeah. <clears throat> I thought Jorgen might have done a little better. Jorgen. Yeah. Oh, it's pretty hard heat. It is very hard heat. Because yeah. Jorgen's up there in the rankings, isn't he? Yeah. <clears throat> he is sitting fourth. Sitting. This is a big heat for him then. Yeah. All right, I'm on. I'm on the bandwagon. Come on, Jorgen. That was a big. That was a big wave for him. We needed a nine nine seven well, to get advance. It, no, but he, could put him in. His requirement. He needs an eight now. Bit boggy on that first layback carve. This is oh, looks a bit whitewashy. This one. Sorry to hear this, but this is why I don't want these sort of guys on tour that much. Like that was pretty boring. <laughs> Poor guy. He's having a struggle. <laughs> <laughs> Radio, do we wrap her up? Well, yeah, we can wrap her up. This heat's done. This heat is done. Jorgen, his hopes of making the tour are slipping by <laughs> as the seconds tick on. Maybe next year, mate. <laughs> well, he's he's pretty close as far as points go. So, fingers crossed. There's not enough French dudes on tour. So, is this the last ten thousand before Hawaii? Yes, it is. Hawaii. So it is It is a big one for a lot of guys. Probably the biggest one, really. Jorgen, 6.53. So he needs an 8.07 to advance with two minutes to go. I'm going to say it's not going to happen, but good luck in doing so. We'll update you on the next podcast as to how he goes. Nico, thanks for coming and talking shit with us. No worries, mate. It's been a pleasure talking shop. Luke, thanks for joining us via satellite web interface. Hyper global megatech going on here. <laughs> Adios, amigos. That's it. <laughs> All right. Thank you.